0: Welcome back to the Film Fund podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. By the time you're listening to this podcast episode, our winter narrative and documentary funding contests have closed. So, yeah, we had a great funding round. Very excited to review the pitches and the judging period. But you may be listening to this in the future at a later date. So wherever you are out there, check us out at thefilmfund.co. Sign up for our newsletter to find out about our funding opportunities for a chance to win up to ten grand to make your film and other prizes. These contests happen regularly. So if you're listening at a later date, check that all out for the most up-to-date information. Today, we have Jeff Berg and Gregory Sterner, part of Whitehorse Media Group. They were winners of one of our sponsored prizes from Expressway Cinema Rentals a two day rental package of an, what is it, uh, Blackmagic Ursa Mini G2 and an RE Prime lens set. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Excited to um, talk about film and whatever we're going to talk about today, your projects. And yeah, so thanks. Could you, uh, <laughs> your, Thanks for give yourselves us. an intro, much better than I can.
1: Hey, great, great to be here, Tom. Thanks for having <laughs> us.
0: For sure.
2: Yeah, we're we're certainly excited to be here, and certainly thank you for for what you do, giving uh, nobodies like us a chance to uh, make the the things that have been burning in our minds for so long. <laughs> nobody's so, a nobody. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. <laughs> That's right, nobody's a nobody. Um, but uh, just a, a quick quick bio of me, if if you want to know, it's uh, uh, I'm I decided to go back to film school at like 38 years old. So it's always been a passion of mine. I I went to uh, the Art Institute of Philadelphia out of high school, oh, cool. uh, but never finished. I had my son very early in life and uh, things were very different by that. But yeah. back then it was uh, you had to move to either New York or L.A. Wow. to make it in that business. And I didn't want to be a, I didn't want to be a news cameraman my entire life. So um, I got into the corporate world and just got kind of stuck there and was never really, truly happy and said, you know what? One of the benefits of having a son very young is I get to do what I want now because he's old enough to <laughs> yeah, do something. own go. thing and uh, decided that I was going to just take my shot and, and uh, go back to the thing that I, I truly uh, and I, awesome. and I You was said
0: you went to Philadelphia? You said you went to Art Institute of Philadelphia?
2: I did originally, yeah. And then uh, my my latest venture, I, I went to... Uh, okay,
0: cool. Just in interjecting because I'm currently in Philadelphia. That's where I'm from. So uh, I was just curious.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's where we're based out of essentially right outside Philadelphia, like the oh, okay. writing area. Gotcha. Gotcha. Are you Very cool. Yeah.
1: You're not far. I know that, uh, you know, I can say I have a similar story as Jeff, but I never stopped having the kids. So I still have like two year old and uh, seven year old. that oh, I man. <laughs> have to wrangle while doing this kind of th- uh, stuff. But uh, actually, Tom, it- it's funny because, uh, you know, Jeff and I were in a similar situation we both kind of tried a lot of things earlier in life, but nothing quite struck. And when, when uh, I got mm-hmm. a call from Jeff that he was working on a project and he said, I think I need a writer for it. I just knew that there's something about Jeff that I've always noticed since being associated with him, where he was able to mobilize people. And I think for filmmakers, you have to have that figure uh, on a project that is able to get everybody mobilized. And for whatever reason, Jeff has an intangible talent where, where people do, uh, follow him around his his projects that he's excited about and they they take ownership Mm -hmm. over them as though they are uh, their projects and when he called me and said you know i think we need a writer for this uh it was for a podcast project uh i kind of knew that that things things were different uh things were going to be different than they had been before and ever since i got hooked up with jeff i feel like we've been on a track that i've never felt like i've quite been on before like we're actually going somewhere I've tried bands before. I've tried to write. I've written two books. I got one published. I've had some level of success. But ever since me and Jeff got hooked up with White Horse, I feel like we're on a different track than we've ever been before. And when Film Fund, when we we had the honor of winning the Film Fund contest and getting access to that professional-level equipment that, I mean, let's face it, Jeff, we wouldn't have been able to ever afford that equipment uh, and make a film that looked as good as Girl on the Farm is going to look uh had it not been for the film fund contest and when that happened i felt like truly it was our first break would you agree with that
2: yeah well not i wouldn't say we would never be able to afford not it not this year <laughs>
1: but it uh, wouldn't it wouldn't have, been,
2: it wouldn't, have ha- it wouldn't have happened this year or
0: last Whoa, year the yeah, film fund sure. making dreams come true that might be our new tagline um, how long have you Heck guys yeah. been uh been working together it's
1: been about two years
0: okay oh my
2: gosh yeah, yeah. The um the the podcast that he's talking about got started about three years ago, uh, or maybe like two and a half years ago. Um, and he came on in the second iteration of that.
0: Uh, What's the podcast about? Project.
2: So yeah, a little over two years, I think. Uh, it's called the Ever Evolving Truth. You might have actually heard about it being where you're where you're from. We we um the first season we did kind of just fell into our laps, but we um we exposed a woman in Chester County oh faking cancer using Facebook and uh, Je- I do uh, Jessica that. Cornell, yeah. uh, JBC is, uh, yeah, yeah. So it ended up going like national, uh, actually worldwide, uh, but uh, we Very on cool. good morning America and that kind of thing. Uh, briefly. Yeah. It was, you know, 15, yeah. talk about 15 seconds of fame, <laughs> not even 15 minutes, but um, it was exciting for sure. And it kind of just leapfrogged us uh, into this, uh, it, well, i mean if it did anything mm. it, it made us some contacts it got us together it uh it it reignited a passion to create um and share with the world and uh so there's mm-hmm. a lot of positives that came from that obviously but it was that's awesome where are you guys and now
0: and
1: now it, it- Gives us the opportunity every week, Tom. Uh, since after the JVC story happened and kind of exploded, obviously you can't do ten years of a hot story sure. once the story is not a story anymore. So we we kind of have shifted gears, and and now the ever evolving truth is about, you know, the biggest issues facing the country right now. It's it's become very political, but it's not the kind of political uh, thing where we're trying to convert people. We've got voices on both sides that get on there now and talk about the most polarizing issues facing the country now and it's a show that i think we're we're more proud of than we were even the the first season that it kind of exploded the way it did i think we're more proud of the format it's more us than it's ever been uh and everything we do going forward we're hoping that you know to be authentically yourselves and creating uh and to be able to you know honestly follow that and head towards success. That that's our goal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we, as I said earlier, we're 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 closer and closer to that as time goes on. Uh, things are becoming more uh, defined by our own identities. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then you know when you first get a break at anything, it's kind of out of your control. And I think we've done a good job over the last two years trying to make it more about uh, our own identities, expressing ourselves, and the people around us. Now are all in. Moving in the same direction, which is something I've never experienced before, so it's really exciting, actually.
0: Is that where the inspiration for your work generally comes from, that kind of innate identity of yourself?
1: Wanting to express that? Yeah, I think so. And ever since I can remember, I've always wanted to put something out there. I've always wanted to make a mark on the world. I've I've thought a lot about human beings and life and, and what this all means. And to express that in art is about the highest calling to me outside of, you know, raising kids and and doing the real human stuff of life. That to me is the highest calling possible is to be able to express what you actually feel about the world and and what you can offer. You know, what new ideas can you offer the world to to be a value added human Mm -hmm. being to do that through art? I don't know about you, Jeff, but I think that's to me, that's my highest calling.
2: Yeah, uh, well, Greg and I have had this uh, discussion many times, and, and Tom, I'm sure you're, as a creative person, you felt similar, um, but when you're when you're forced to, to make a living doing something that you're not passionate about, it, you lay awake at night with these ideas that just need to come out, and you need to uh, express them in some form or another, and the, the podcast was kind of a way to do that in the beginning, um, but it just mm-hmm. led to wanting to do bigger things and and do it for... Actually, make a living doing it at some point, point. Uh, and that's certainly what we're striving for. And um, Greg has uh, one of the reasons I love working with Greg. Greg, uh, oh, cool. you know, has a, a philosophy degree, uh, your Great. master's, right? Ma- <laughs> masters in philosophy, so he's way smarter than I am, and he can exp- he can put into words kind of the things I'm thinking, which is why we make a, a good team. Uh, but we, um, aside from being way smarter than me, we're we're on the same level as far as what we think of art and how important it is in all forms, not just film, but in, in all forms, and how important it is to not uh, suppress that, uh, to, in fact, lift it up. Uh, we've discussed how, you know, as kids, if we had, you know, outlets like the internet to connect with other uh-huh. creative people, our lives would have taken a I very different so. trajectory. Um, and I think that's it's one of the, the reasons why the Film Fund is so right. important. Yeah. Without the internet, I would have never found it, <laughs> you know? So it's like, this is such a great way to, to give... Artist out there a voice that don't have access yeah. to a studio or funding or, that's where the idea um, came rich from Rich friends I, or um, family
0: i had a short script called blackbeard which i've talked about on the podcast a little bit and it got into holly shorts uh, film festival screenwriting contest and i went out i was so excited i, I went out there um <laughs> the flight was so expensive but i was like oh my god this is it like this is my dream so i, I just did it um and i saw <laughs> these amazing right. films short films It was holly shorts um and I went up to one of the filmmakers and I noticed like a lot of the films were from USC or AFI. They had the little, you know, title cards at the end um, from, from the school. And I went up to this one filmmaker because I just really liked his film. Yeah. Um, and I, I was curious because I, I was all about trying to get funding for a son of Blackbeard at that time. And I was like, Hey, so I was in college. I think it was like a sophomore. So 2019 or 20, or 21 or something like that. Um, and when I, I went up to him, I was like, Hey, so i loved your film i'm just curious like how did you get the funding for it he goes oh it was a branded film from an ice cream company i was like oh that's interesting so now i'm working on ff branded trying to get that off the ground but the other question was like well besides that where do all these films get their funding from i mean they were all really really high production value and i knew almost nothing about the industry at that time And he goes oh well you know and and i assumed the schools gave them funding because they were school projects and he goes no most of them are just rich kids and their parents give them funding. I was like, oh, my God, that's that's tough. And I was, <laughs> yeah, what I was like, well, it, it, the guy <laughs> was so candid with me. Because um, I think he had, he had gone to one of those yeah. schools probably. But it was, e- and it seemed like it was either you are a very generous family and friends. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Everyone has a different situation. But to a lot of people, they don't have access to that. Um, or it's crowdfunding, which is, you know, a huge commitment, full-time job got to start it six months in advance, um, really networking to be successful there. Right. Or it's you know the crop mm-hmm. shoot with, with screening contests and grants and that whole process. So it was that trip and that conversation, just you bringing up like, you know rich kids kind of made me think of that. Um, it's tough, yeah, so we wanted to offer a simpler approach to it. It's still a contest. Um, there's, there's no getting around that, but we made it a bit simpler, a little bit more straightforward, I think, and I'm glad you guys find it useful.
1: How, how does it feel for you if, if I could just well, ask real it, yeah quick. Go sorry I'm, I'm a very curious guy the <laughs> philosopher mind uh, how does it feel for you to know that you've actually provided the break <laughs> the first break to a lot of aspiring filmmakers and and made it possible for them to make a film that looked like it belonged up on screen I, I can't imagine how satisfying that is is it as satisfying as you really I'm
0: outsider I'm very cr- critical of myself I'm hard on myself in a lot of ways and I'll get kind of bogged down sometimes in doing all the marketing for the film fund, and we're a small team. I mean, I have some you know, uh, independent contractors who work with me, freelancers, but it's a very small um, organization right now. I'm the guy doing pretty much everything. Um, so like, I'll get bogged down sometimes, like, oh man, I'm doing this digital marketing, researching keywords for the blog, trying to get this out, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This isn't film. <laughs> and then, then I get an email from like somebody like you guys, like, "Hey, we like we finished our film. Here it is, and it's just so exciting. It's like I'll I'll just put everything aside and I'll I'll watch um or a rough cut or whatever they sent um like here's a little teaser of what we've been working on. It's just so satisfying. And it's like, wow, okay, like I produced this, um, like I I funded this, I That's I so helped awesome. make this happen, and these people are so excited. Um, and it's just it's a great mm-hmm. feeling. It's like opening those emails is. Um, and be, even being on the podcast, like, or uh, podcast, excuse me, connecting with people is just so rewarding. And I've been in that cubicle before. Um, I worked in an agency for about a year and a half, hired me as a video producer, but I ended up doing more digital marketing stuff. And I just, I was in the literal gray, like, cubicle where you couldn't see over it. And I was just like, <laughs> I watched Office Space almost every weekend, it's just to it's kind of like, relate to that and I yeah I would dream of looking for the throwing that cubicle wall just, over like to, he does in the, yeah. the movie um so it's it's rewarding for sure um and I just need to focus a little bit more on you know remembering why I'm doing this you know to to help fund film it's a little ironic like when I do look for funding for my own projects like oh man I, I run a film funding company and now I got to try to figure out how to fund my own project <laughs> like I, yeah, I obviously can't enter the film right. fund. Um, but yeah, no. To answer your question, it's it's a great feeling. I just need to I need to focus on it a little bit more. But when I do see those those emails and those rough cuts and finished products being sent, um, it's just an awesome feeling.
1: Well, t- time is our our biggest uh, hurdle to 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 jump over. I know that that that's the one thing that that dogs us mm-hmm. is just like mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You you have the exact trajectory that you want to go in. But Jesus Christ, there's no, no
0: time. There's never it's enough tough. time. Yeah, when I was working uh, at the agency job out of college, I would, I would, I was getting up at 5 in the morning to work on the cell phone block, and then I was going to work after, and I was just like, I wish I had more time. Um, and then I ended up quitting and gave myself more time. But, uh, yeah, time is definitely a valuable resource. Well, I, feel
1: like re- I feel like we really needed I, – Jeff, I, I'm curious if you agree, but I feel like we really needed a shot in the arm when that film fund uh, gift, I considered a gift. <laughs> the contest uh, placing in the contest. When that when we got that gift, I felt like at that time you and me really needed a shot of motivation because we were running the whole thing on fantasy and uh, and belief <laughs> that kind of thing, kind of like the Peter Pan vibe. And I think when that happened, it was like a real life. It was just a real life sort of uh, affirmation that we were headed in the right track. And here's, OK, we're going to we're going we're gonna to extend you guys a, a hand, at least one hand and a pull forward. And that's what you did for us, Tom. There would be no film girl on the farm right now if it weren't for the film fund, or at least if there was, it mm-hmm. wouldn't look the way it does. I love uh, that. But yeah, Jeff, I feel like we needed that, didn't we? I, I Well, I
2: remember I remember the conversation because at that time okay. we didn't even have a finished script. It was just an outline at that point. It was still really just an idea, and uh, when when I g- we got the email that that said that hey you know we we have a camera package for you, I was like, wow! Somebody that works in film, who has the authority to judge this idea, thought it was a good idea, and that just mm-hmm. that gave us enough to be like, let's finish the script, let's get to work on it. Someone yeah. else thinks it's a good idea; it's not just us tooting our own horns thinking it's a good idea uh so yeah it was definitely a much needed and even going forward no matter how many contests we lose or don't get in you know film festivals we don't get into Mm -hmm. we'll always be able to look back on that moment and say well somebody else thought it was a good idea so there's a chance that you need that external validation but at the same time
0: like it is an industry and you are as much as we want to create work for ourselves film at the end of the day it is a product and it needs to resonate with other people um so when you do get that that validation mm-hmm. that kind of stamp of approval from other people it's right. kind of like oh my god this is this is legit I, I can actually do this and then that's what happened to me with holly shorts i went out there and i checked in and they i signed in and i'd never gone to a film festival before um and they gave me a badge and it said filmmaker on it and i was like oh my god i guess this is i'm a i'm a filmmaker like here we go this is it it gave me that spark of in- inspiration it's so right i visual. totally get where you're coming yeah. from there um that's awesome it's an awesome feeling
2: that's uh that's interesting because I, I I did a I had a project I had to do like a, uh like a a self evaluation mm, of where sale. I am as a filmmaker I think probably every film school makes you do it, and uh, yeah yeah and I uh, at the end I said well uh my the hardest thing I had the hardest hurdle I could I I had to overcome was believing that I was a filmmaker, but the mm. fact of the matter is I, I at that point I made a couple films they were goofy and silly and. Uh, you know, they kind of, it's like a staircase, you know, like the first one we did, it was just Mm -hmm. off the top of our head. We did it on our cell phones. We thought of a funny idea. We did it. And then the next one, we, we prepped a little bit. And then the third one, uh, my buddy bought a camera because Mm -hmm. we inspired him to get back into now he's, he's doing weddings and stuff like that. But he worked on, he, he works on our projects with us as, as a a DP Mm -hmm. or, or even a cameraman here and there. He's really on the tech side of it so he's a good person to have on our team uh so he bought okay. a, a nice camera he bought the the canon mock uh mark three i think uh which is a cinema camera real you know gave us the nicest image we've ever seen and then Was we it started the doing 300 yeah yeah the c300 yeah so we started using that and then we finally got to a point where uh we wrote a full script and then did so it 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 goes up and up and up uh, the production value yeah. and everything like that Um, But at that point I had done all that and I still wasn't calling myself a filmmaker. And like, what's the definition Mm -hmm. of a filmmaker? You make films. doesn't matter that no one sees them or likes them or laughs at them. You made it. So yeah, exactly. If you can call yourself a filmmaker.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's like, I go back and forth because that, that external validation does feel great. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, if you write that screenplay, you wrote a screenplay. You're a screenwriter. Right. You pick up the camera. You 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 directed a film. You're a director. Um, and so I there was this tweet by Kevin Smith that I saw, like, years ago. I may have even still been, like, in high school. And it was just something along the lines of, uh, like, drop the word aspiring from you being a filmmaker. You're not an aspiring filmmaker. If you've picked up a camera and made a film, you're a filmmaker. Yeah. So, like, stop, stop kind of dec- – maybe – i don't think grading <laughs> is the right word but it's like not de- giving <laughs> yourself the credit yourself. you deserve yeah not giving yourself the credit um like you're a filmmaker you you did it um now you're just kind of in my my interpretation of that now you're just iterating and and improving um and growing as an artist yeah uh, everyone has to start somewhere
2: perfecting your craft which is some uh, mm-hmm. something that never should never stop if you're stopped you stop trying to perfect what you love to do, you don't love it anymore. Well, and I think exactly. you need um, you need to, I, you
1: need to always be cognizant of the joy that you're getting out of it while doing it. That's the part that that if there's any advice I could give anybody, I had an album that nobody heard, I had a book that very few people got to read, but it's like uh, I made it and I and I and I wrote that book and it got published. It was mm-hmm. like I got those val- th- that validation, but if you're if you're thinking that like on the other side of the rainbow is going to be your happy life that isn't always how it goes the journey is really the thing you know and like the the idea of, mm-hmm. of writing those songs and recording that album the idea of spending 5 years getting the entirety of that book down on the on the on the page and having that published and now uh, the 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 process of recording almost 200 podcast episodes and going out and over 3 days working 17 hour days 16 17 hour days Making girl on the farm over a weekend it's like i, I remember That's one great. thing tom that i don't think i'll ever forget is laying in the fields out in like 98 degree sun you know sunshine uh, it was miserable <laughs> Dying. but i will say this i'm as yeah. i'm being eaten alive by insects and i've got blood makeup all over me i looked up at the sky and i just got this weird trick of the light and i saw kind of like a sparkly deal going and i and i said to myself i'm living it, was I was having, having heat heat stroke, I, was a, right. I was about to die. It was a bad situation. You ate
0: some weird mushrooms in the field. <laughs> yeah. you found right. Uh, right. It, was, it was an assisted
1: uh, vision, but I remember saying to myself, "You're living a better life than anybody you know right now because you're actually sitting here over a weekend in your spare time when you're not working your nine to five and you're making a film that you wrote with your partner that mm. you guys are seeing through to fruition." And I and I, I noticed at that point, like I'm living the best life I can. So for anybody who's doing this. As as hard as it is not to beat yourself up and as hard as it is not to lose that faith, just remember, just in the act of trying and the act of doing, you're living a better life than most people out there who are just going along for the ride.
0: Yeah, it's all about, you know, satisfaction and loving what you do. I'm I'm a big believer in that. Um, And just... I, you said you were in uh, blood makeup in the field, so we're you I, in the uh, film. I was. Too? I,
1: play a, I play a hideous uh, rabies oh, affected awesome. creature uh, that that hopefully is is, is about to. <laughs> he in his mind, he wants to terrorize uh, Jeff's character and Nina's character uh, on this farm. Uh, our young actress Nina Kazari, who was absolutely fantastic in her first effort, uh, but yes, my intentions are not good in that film, Tom, uh, and I'm I'm up to start trouble. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully they 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 end up
0: stopping me. I love them. it. Tell us a little bit well, about the film. Um, oh, Jeff, sorry, I cut you off. You go ahead. I'm a bad host. Well, oh, yeah, I jumped in. All real the time. quick, do you mind before
2: <laughs> before we get into the film, uh, Tom? We always give Greg some uh, some shit about him not being tech savvy. He's the okay. elder statesman. Statesman of the group. He's only a couple years older than most of us. I, I first I thought this was just an effect on your side but his whatever's going on with his Oh I know right it now, looks
0: like uh Doesn't
2: <laughs> it look like he's he's talking to us from the ni- from a 1990s yeah. VHS tape or I mean, um, like, what's that movie uh, paranormal that, right?
0: activity No it looks yes, totally yes. normal think, to me are, I don't know I don't know what I'm projecting
1: out, out to you guys it looks normal
0: from here. <laughs> it should be normal in the I'm final g- uh when we release this cuz the the platform we use you, your video is recorded um locally on your computer and then it's uploaded so it should be fine that's probably just the the broadcast feed because like of the connection. wi-fi connection I, but um yeah I, I no you look oh, God, it. no, <laughs> you lo- it's like it's like you're, gray you're coming, and green from the multiverse yeah, it's it's, cr- it's a little funky <laughs> well, I, hopefully
1: it's a good effect if it, it, you know it, when something gets spectacularly screwed up i hope it at least looks cool
0: it definitely adds uh character we've had a few tech issues on the Film Film podcast. Um like when I first started doing it a year or so ago, there was this one guest who just didn't have the right tech up, and there was so much feedback. And I just made it part of the episode, and I just mixed it in. And I was like, "All right, we're just going to go with this." <laughs> you can actually I think hear I, me I think say, I "Like, to that one. oh damn it!" Like during the recording, and I just, I just let it go and, and had some fun with it. Um,
2: it's such a learning curve, and it, and and especially on the guest part. Like we've run into this. We've made it a policy now that we just we won't have you on unless you can have a, a, a headset mm-hmm. a basic headset or earbuds or something yeah. in a quiet place uh we did this episode uh on religion oh, and we had the these uh these very uh, uh, fanatic uh christians not to get into religion sure. right but they were i mean they were over the uh-huh. top and it was just like her kids were crying in the background the entire time and it's like what did you expect yeah. when you came on here like <laughs> We need an hour of your time of just Is there if there was no one to watch your kids? I get it, just say no, right. Like, that's a much more
1: respectful thing. Were to they do in a different sleep,
0: room at least, or totally were they like pain. right there with her? Oh, no, they she was carrying them. Oh my god, yeah, they that's had tough. her yeah.
1: microphone in their mouths, I think, at one point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah.
1: Jeff, you want to talk about Girl on the Farm? Uh, the, kind of the, the beginnings,
2: yeah. Well, it, I think it, I think everybody who who's proud of something or produces something that they're proud of is going to say it's an interesting story. Uh, But this film literally uh, started, the idea came from a picture. Uh, Again, it was an assignment. Uh, I felt like it was just one of these like filler assignments that we, you know, uh, instructors give you, because if they don't give you something to do, they're not doing their job. Um, But that being said, I thought it was an enjoyable one at least. And it was just, he gave us two pictures and he said, pick one of these pictures and and write a story about it. And the picture was uh, a girl uh, sitting on a suitcase with her dog next to her, just looking, looking out this long dirt road with, you know, what looked like fields on either side of her, which I can only assume it was a farm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea just popped in my head, like, you know, especially with what we were going through at the time, this was right, right in the heart of the pandemic where everything was closing down. My campus was closed. I was going to film school in my apartment at home like what a waste of money if you did that without the context Uh of the pandemic and you know uh i thought to myself like if we ever did have to go through something that would uh have a a a huge effect on the population of the world uh people would probably try to isolate themselves or go into hiding and you know if a family isolated themselves uh parents kids and the kid and the parents ended up dying off or something happened the kids would be left there at a young age what what choice would they have would they stay in isolation by themselves or by in this case by herself all alone is that worse than going out into a a world where people are dying of a Mm -hmm. horrible disease uh and um trying to find other people to to go through that with or would they choose to stay home and i just think that would that's such a horrible choice it's like uh you talk about having Uh, two terrible options and having to make the, the, the one that's, you know, not as bad as the other, uh, one, you die (laughs) one, you yeah. there's a good potential of you dying, uh, or something Mm -hmm. worse, you know, uh, in a world like that, a post-apocalyptic world, if you will, uh, or staying at home and never being able to interact with another human being again, that's just as bad as dying, uh, for a lot of people. So, uh, I just thought it would be interesting to explore that idea. And then we didn't, uh, we obviously didn't want to do anything like the, you know, we didn't want to do the flu Mm. or the coronavirus or anything like that. The coronavirus is too easy. The flu is, you know, every, every expert, every virologist out there says what will kill us is the flu, a version of the flu if we're not careful. So again, to me, that was too easy. We wanted to take something that was really scary um, and make it scarier by what if this, what if this turned into something? Uh, ter- what if this mutated into something worse than it already is? And I thought, you know, hmm. rabies, it's a virus. It could mutate. Um, and if you look into like, obviously, there's a vaccination for rabies. But if you don't get vaccinated and you get rabies, it's like a 100% wow. death rate. I and the death that. is horrible. It's one of the, w- the worst things you can experience. So we thought we, you know, obviously, we we overdid it. And on purpose mm-hmm. to make that I can't as scary think of anything worse than airborne rabies. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that does not sound good. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and we, we thought that's the perfect reason for a, a, a couple of parents to take their daughter to a farm away from everybody else and try to live there secluded and mm. just uh, stay away from it all. And uh, that that's kind of how the, the, the idea was born there. And uh, once we had that idea, we had the log line, which is what we used to uh, for the contest. Uh, and then, you know, we had this outline of how we wanted to look. Uh, and feel and then we weren't expecting to win and then we won and I'm like, oh shit we have <laughs> yeah, to a that's script.
0: one of the things I love about the film fund. Uh, you don't need a script yet. it's it's uh, I like to yeah. say it's akin to the MVP um, idea in kind of product development and minimum viable product. you just create something that's very simple, very basic that kind of tests your assumptions and the assumptions being is this with the film fund is this idea? I hate to use the word good but is it is it solid enough to develop a story around oh okay we didn't and if no if it doesn't right. you know rank or anything then oh like, you know maybe not but it did it's like okay now we're going to invest some resources mm-hmm. in actually developing this idea um and writing the script so yeah that's all <laughs> that's awesome i've had some people enter who i i email them back that they won and they're like, oh my god that's awesome what was the idea again? Because I s- submitted four of them, <laughs> so it's it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's that's that's Which great. was it? Um, yeah. Can I read your entry sentence? I, usually, we don't release them until the film's uh, published, and I'll leave that up to you guys. Um, oh, for sure. Okay, because yeah, I just I pulled oh, it up a minute absolutely, ago. So yeah. yeah, here it is: A dying father demands a promise from his teenage daughter to live a life of isolation and remote safety during a deadly pandemic. We will use the funds for equipment rental, and they received the. The sponsored equipment rental from uh, Expressway Cinema Rentals. So that's, I mean, it's just a great pitch. Um, you have a lot. It, obviously, it's topical. You have the deadly pandemic. You have the the conflict with the dying father demanding, a, you know his his daughter to stay there. So it's it's definitely. Um, I'm excited to see it. And I, you guys had blood uh, makeup, so is this a horror film?
2: Partially. I wouldn't call it a horror film. Yeah. There's some horror elements to it. Um, there's definitely, we, we try to set okay. up some, some jump scares here and there. Uh, I would call it, I, I think I I would describe right. it more as a, as a, as a thriller. Um, our, our main character uh, who we, we named Brianna, but is played by Nina. Uh, that's the other thing too. Every, every single one of my instructors, every single person I've talked to, and, and you probably told people this too, don't, Mm -hmm. try to avoid working with children and animals in your films we did first time out uh and the first real one we tried to do uh and uh but nina was absolutely fantastic i couldn't be happier with and we tried to limit the dialogue for for both of us because that's that's one thing that's one of the challenges you have as a filmmaker it's like uh you have you have a, Mm -hmm. a finite amount of money as an independent filmmaker. And in our case, it's it's essentially zero dollars, right? We I, I cashed out an insurance policy uh to to you know be able to feed the the people yeah. that were kind enough to to work on this project and um rent a Airbnb mm-hmm. so we didn't have to drive an hour to and from the location. Uh uh so we we couldn't afford actors is, mm-hmm. is the, the point that I'm trying to get it so it's like do you do you ask one of your friends to play the part or do you trust the, the right. person that that helped write the character to do it so I'm not an actor I've never had a desire to be an actor but I was like I made the greatest sacrifice of my life by playing a I love a, it the part of the father in this in this movie and uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to uh, expose myself too much with. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a heavy dialogue because uh, that's the hardest thing to do. And, you know, we didn't want to put that pressure on Nina either. And uh, what the result was, we got this uh, beautiful uh, reactions from her. She has the most expressive uh, face that I, yeah. I could have hoped for. And it's just, you can really feel her pain mm-hmm. uh, in the movie of having to make these tough so choices. you play the dying a, father? Uh, as an 11-year-old. Okay. And yeah, I do, yeah, yeah um Mm. but again i'm not an actor i never wanted to be an actor i never trained to be an actor Um, i just believed uh, in the character recent
0: project the toms i there are these um two stand-up comedians named the toms and they have very little dialogue they're just basically making jokes about the name tom it's it's a whole thing um but i was like (laughs) you know we needed to save money so my co-producer is also named tom that's kind of where the idea came from so it was like we're just going to be the top yeah like, that's great neither of us are actors um but there's like it's a very quick clip it's like your cameo fine and then my previous film son of blackbeard the guy who was supposed to play this one like party goer son of blackbeard throwing a party at his dad's house and he does the actor like didn't show up my friend of mine or i i changed the schedule on him and he couldn't make it or something so i was like all right i guess i'm doing mm-hmm. this um <laughs> myself so definitely definitely <laughs> been there um and like going yeah. back to what we were talking about before well, i feel like, like uh... does that make us actors now, because we've acted? I guess by definition. One of the best yeah. things I ever heard. <laughs> doesn't know yeah, necessarily say we're yeah. good actors. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: There's,
0: there's just, this director that I
1: love, Werner Herzog. He did Probably the people know the Grizzly Man and Cave of Forgotten Dreams, or would mm. be like his biggest American hits? Anyway, he said he doesn't believe in the concept of actors. Really? He, j- he just said there are roles, and there are, sure. uh, I'm paraphrasing, but there are roles, and there are people <laughs> that are right for those roles. Uh, and I, I, I think that's true, actually. I think sometimes whether you're an actor or not, whether you have any dramatic ability at all, if the role, uh, if, if you can connect to something real in the role, hmm. then you're right for the role. And and I feel like that is true. And, and if nothing else about girl on the farm, I can say that Nina was perfect for our, the role of, of Brianna. She has a strength that emanates from her on screen. It's really strange, hmm. but it, but it's true. Uh, And and we were so lucky to get that because when when we first went into it, we had no idea if she was going to be good or not. And she just has such a presence. So I I felt lucky. And one thing I really wanted to show you real quick, Tom, Mm -hmm. as it sits right next to me, Jeff described that picture that uh, he saw in Mm -hmm. class that was the inspiration. My wife, Abby, who does the podcast with us, does a great job, is is a big part of of Whitehorse. She made this for me for Christmas. But this is actually a poster for Girl on the Farm and you can because see the fee... i'm gonna be i'm yeah, gonna well, be honest yeah. with you it, it <laughs> looks like
2: a, a gray blob The vhs the, the, that's the 90s through. vhs but if
0: <laughs> i hope
1: this gray blob <laughs> has been very inspirational to all of you uh yeah. but if, if the camera fixes itself <laughs> in the end uh you will see that it was, and, it was uh, the picture jeff talked about only brought to that's life that's so, which so is
0: cool sorry to a joke about it but um if <laughs> no,
1: it's hilarious. I, of course, if, the If for
0: be some reason the final feed <laughs> is still the gray blob when we go to release this, please email me that photo or like a p- picture of that photo, and we we'll, because we'll, we'll do a blog post about it or something. We'll, we'll get it out there as part of the story, and I, I just I just want to see it too personally. Perfect. Um, but...
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah. We th- that picture is like burned in my mind because it's again it sparked the idea and. I I always imagined doing the movie poster and recreating that picture with Nina okay. and uh, the dog we used was was my dog Allison who was also better than expected but she um there was this this moment in the film where she's supposed to attack the uh, Greg's character who's riddled with rabies <laughs> uh and, and she jumped up on him and started licking his face and wagging her That's tail That's so funny. Not her best acting moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh but um, uh, mm. But yeah, overall, she uh, she did way the dog better than,
0: uh, you okay. uh, know,
2: which was good. Both. both, both, both. both. Well, both, both. Yeah. But the dog, the dog was we were uh, that was my biggest concern going in because uh, she's mm. she's, a, you know, a typical right. uh, pit bull mix. You know, she's just happy and loves people and um, wants to do it. But th- the good thing is, like, if we had to get mm. her to run. Uh, we oh, would just put great. a group of people behind the camera, <laughs> and we would all call her, and she would just
0: oh, I can't you know, wait to see this. hopping
2: through the field, uh, so excited. Yeah. So we we were able to kind of trick her into doing some of the things that we needed her to do, uh, and then what? And then we, um, I mean, some of the one of the great things about being an independent filmmaker is the ability abilities we have that we didn't have, you know, in the late nineties, two thousands, which mm-hmm. something like After Effects allows us to composite out. Certain things, so we were able to get her to do some and things just take with the leash a, you know, away on a leash,
0: gotcha, very cool,
2: uh, and control her a little Did bit. Did you learn those and composite uh, after out after the leash? At yeah, full sale, or is, uh, that is something you
0: Picked up along the way.
2: It's something I kind of picked up. I started um, messing with earlier versions of After Effects when I first started. Okay. Um, you know, I graduated in high school in two thousand, so I went to art institute right oh. there. At a, so it, after effects was there it wasn't as powerful as it is now uh but i messed around with some earlier versions and mm. the the great thing about adobe right. is that everything kind of still looks the same even though it does a lot more so i was able to kind of pick yep. up uh and yeah, for sure. youtube is a wonderful the,
0: the youtube university uh, a lot more. university as well <laughs> <Sure
2: is. laughs> uh, uh
0: so mm. yeah
2: so i you know I, i've learned invaluable things at film school there's no doubt about it but you can learn a lot of the, the technical aspects
0: yeah. of oh, 100%. Of filmmaking and besides YouTube. I mean there's so many great resources YouTube, out there. Especially gonna the kind of plug the site for a second. If you go to the filmfund.co slash learn, we have an entire uh, repository of resources and educational mm-hmm. content. We actually have a post on there uh, for post-production. It's like I forget the number, but you know, like nine amazing, you know, free post-production resources for independent filmmakers. There's just so much out there. I mean there are there are lots, there are tutorials it's just and even the paid one aren't that expensive um you get something like yep is it called i think it's linkedin learning now it used to be called linda like that's a great resource um it can be a little dry sometimes but there's just so much out there um i mean film Mm schools i I contemplated going to film school for a long time um i almost transferred in undergrad to film school i was an english major decided to go i'll do i'll do it for grad school um then I got busy with the Film Fund and an entrepreneurship grad program, and I never did it. But the question was in my mind: like, should I go to film school? Should I not go to film school? That was always kind of a big um, decision for me that I kept putting off. And I, I finally decided not to, just because at this point, I mean, I'm still very early in my career. But um, I think the things I would value the most in film school is really the network mm-hmm. and the, the community of people. Um, that's why I love the Film Fund community so much. Like. I'm getting that yes. opportunity to talk to people about film and filmmaking right now on this podcast, um, so that's kind of like, I mean the big the biggest reason I'm also not going to film schools because it's fucking expensive, um, so like that's a big part of it too. But uh, just connecting yeah. with people is so important Tell in me the about industry. It, it is, um, yeah. And but we're going on the tangent, but yeah, go check out thefilmfund. slash learn. Go check out YouTube. So many good things, and that's I'm a big believer in teaching yourself uh, technical stuff when you can.
2: And I've, I've checked out some of your resources as well. So yeah, it's awesome. definitely, and and that's the thing too, like when it, the great thing about the world we live in is that we have uh, as much information as we want and we can handle in our own brains, but it's so overwhelming, where do I start? So uh, being able to have a, a community like yours that kind of curates, mm-hmm. if anything, just a place to get started, a place to kind of get you in the right direction to, depending on what you want to learn. As a great thing, and, and you're right that the networking aspect mm. of film school is important. Uh, if you can find yeah. that somewhere and else and save yourself a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, that's good too. Um, I also found like it, no one's going to be able to yeah. make you any more creative than the way you were born. Um, but when you when you're able to learn from people that have mm-hmm. had success in the industry, which is a part of film school, what they can do is help you bring that creativity to life, um, help you refine yeah refine uh, refine your storytelling yeah, and they ability, can help you remember it huge for me and also just learning what this light does right this is this I mean again you could find that on YouTube but um, there mm-hmm. the benefit is actually getting there to hold it place it uh, by putting it here you're creating this type of uh, visual yeah. you, you, this is what you're portraying to your audience if you move it three inches this way this is what it's going to do. Being able to, like, hands if you're a hands on learner, I think that's really important. And that's the way I'm. I have to,
0: Uh I have to
2: fail a million times before I learn the right way to do it.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point, too. I mean, you could read blog post Mm -hmm. after blog post and video after video. If you're not actually, you need to get on set, too. Like, I want to stress that. Um, If you're just kind of, and set doesn't have to be this huge, big budget professional. Mm-hmm. Set set could be your apartment or your parents' bedroom or living room or whatever. Um, but like you need to be with other people in a professional environment and really, like, okay, I yeah. read these blog posts now and, let me and try to apply. them. And the I I totally uh, I totally
2: second that that sentiment. I'm sure Greg would too. The one of the best parts about the the film that we just did is, uh, and this really comes off of Mark Duplass's uh, speech from South by Southwest a few years ago where he talks about look, you know, there's two ways you can go. You can go work in a studio. You can be a PA. You can work your way up. It takes 40 years, whatever. Or you could just go out there with your friends and make a film and maybe you have a good idea, enter it in film festivals, and maybe someone likes it, right? Uh, and then all of a sudden now you're you're the person hiring those people that mm-hmm. are trying to work their way up. Uh, so, like, the crew that was on this, aside from myself mm-hmm. and um, our, our DP, Rick Greer, who, um, you know, has worked – with us on certain projects as a, as a camera person, as a DP, um, uh, nobody else there has ever been on a movie set before. So this was like, not only did we shoot it over three days, 16 hours mm-hmm. a day, this was a crash course in filmmaking for all of us, essentially. But it, yeah. and, and we had some, amazing, really I love right, to, to we had someone, of uh, her name is Amanda Wagonseller who did, uh, the mm-hmm. makeup for us, like complicated, uh, Makeup, movie makeup that she again learned from watching YouTube videos and just practicing, and mm-hmm. uh, she did an amazing job. Uh, but yeah. that was her first experience. Yeah, uh, very good. We had people holding boom mics that are never, don't even know, didn't even know <laughs> microphones existed, or you know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: I had my dad hold the boom in the first film, first couple of films I ever did in like my backyard. <laughs> yeah. No idea what hey, he did. God bless him. I pointed there, at the though. person okay. talking. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I love he was a uh, so
2: I, I i think that that's one of the things like no matter where we go or how successful we are in this business i always look back at that moment and really appreciate how hard those people work they didn't have to come on there and 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 work 16 hours and give up their their weekend they they wanted mm-hmm. to because they believed in the project they believed in what we were doing that's a long day and they want to do it again yeah and that's great
0: that's fantastic
2: yeah. So what is yes, the we, um, status of the project? We're about to you start the fifth right now? Uh, version of the rough cut, which is gonna, um, which is gonna be kind of adding some of the, the uh, visual effects. Uh, we didn't use, uh, we didn't use real guns. Obviously on set, we used you know fake guns, so we have to kind of add the muzzle flashes and. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, Would we were use thinking like about Airsoft renting guns or something like that. Um, they're called. I forget what they're called. It was from a company in New York, but they have uh it's a sp- special uh, proprietary design that they have it's called a non-gun and it comes with certain a- ammunition okay. uh it's not real ammunition but it basically just makes a sound and creates a muzzle flash mm. and you know we were we had a couple extra dollars oh, that vertical. we were like ah, let's if we do this let's make it authentic but then i thought we're shooting in the daytime you know we don't have
0: mm-hmm.
2: no one's gonna be gonna see the muzzle flash so and it was just one muzzle flash that we needed so Right. Yeah. Um we decided that we I could figure uh-huh. out how to just add it and post and we have to um the creature's head mm-hmm. explode yeah. like that's not explodes enough. but the bullet rips through the back of his head through the front so I have to do that. Um, oh wow. Yeah, that's the Well, that's the that's, that's the on goal. Camera? That's the goal is that he
0: So yeah, is that going to be yeah. more so, after effects type stuff? It, it'll okay. be
1: silhouetted at least. So that that might make it a little bit easier cuz I I think the big gore shot is against Yeah, it was, the sky, we right? we Jeff, shot, shot it
2: on the, the sunniest right day moment. possible. At noon, so that his back is against the sun, and it it kind of uh, it silhouettes him out, so that we don't have to have a whole lot of detail in the gore in that moment uh, to 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 get the the point across. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
0: That sounds like a cool oh, shot. Too, I, mean, yeah. I, I love shadows and, and silhouette kind of style stuff. It almost sounds like a western, you're like High Noon. Well, Um, Tom, it it felt like a Western uh, every minute on set
2: because it was 100 degrees every single day. (laughs) 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 Um,
1: That's hysterical. And I will say one thing about that gun. Uh, We ended up getting because we had planned for one thing and it didn't it ended up falling through. So we we literally had to go to Walmart and this was obviously during the pandemic. uh, One -hmm. of the other guys uh, uh, mounts uh, our our partner mounts who was uh, an assistant on this. We went to Walmart we waited two hours to talk to someone and and help us unlock the (laughs) BB gun cabinet. And this thing oh looked God. like such a toy. It was it was such a sad-looking uh, piece of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So And they had it locked up. And they had it locked up. We couldn't even get to the piece of garbage <laughs> that we didn't want in the first place, but that's what we had to use. So we took uh, electrical tape and literally wrapped the whole gun to make it look like sort of like wow. a jury-rigged... Uh, you know, a weapon that, that they might actually yeah. have on this farm. And it, I thought it ended mm. up looking pretty good. Uh,
0: That's great. As oh, like a, a, a
1: piece together weapon. I, I, I don't know about mm. you, Jeff, but I, th- I thought it looked. Ended I, the up
2: thing is, I don't rigid. notice the gun. So that that means that we we did good enough. Like I don't the gun doesn't take me out of the the, the right. story. So, yeah.
0: Um, One thing they told us in grad school is from some book. I make a lot of references and I never remember who yeah, From from some guy who wrote some book it might it might be rework is the name of the book. I can't remember if anyone's curious, send me an email. but um one of the things what one of the concepts was concepts was good is good enough. It's like you know, as an artist, I struggle with that sometimes, but as an entrepreneur, good is good enough. you know you just have to get that thing out there you can't you can't perfect it and like spend hours and hours and hours and hours. You can do that, but there has to be a time where you finally show it to the world um and. Right. With this gun, like you guys could have used that as an excuse, like, oh, we need, we need to do, you know, a schedule change. We need to push this off, but you just made it happen, and I, I think that's amazing, and that's what indie filmmaking is about. Is yeah, using the and it's problem problem solving. And, and you
2: know, the thing is, we we now we we have released a second trailer just a couple days ago, uh, and none nobody that's seen it has said, uh, great trailer, guys. The gun is really bothering me, so,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the goal (laughs) well cool guys what um um, what's next for you as
2: far as the film goes or just in general
0: in general the film life sure oh i did want to ask one question too before that um i like delving into real life situations you guys said um you have nine to fives as well i am filmmaking full-time just yet
2: i'm still a full-time student i graduate in september um, but I've been freelancing, just okay. editing some wedding videos and doing some freelance work. Um, Greg has a nine mm-hmm. to five, everybody else that works with us, um, has some sort of nine to five,
0: um, uh, and work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, like, that's just so interesting to me too, because you have like, I, Greg, I'm going to ask what you do in a second, but like you have an accountant during the day and then he just does you right. know, film at night or something like that it's just I, I love it's real world um you know it's just you're bringing and, and you know the, the podcast it, that we do makes a couple bucks now so
2: not nearly enough to survive on but it's like That's oh awesome. my god we're, we're we're right there sure we just you
0: know <laughs> yeah do you guys have um like sponsors well, for or uh, interesting. Patreon? We it we just
2: up? got our first uh real sponsor paid sponsor um that uh, from manscaped hell yeah
0: so no way yeah. the, uh yeah. the, like yeah. the trimmer yeah yeah that's awesome. Yeah, so they did a oh, trial congrats. with us. I love that. I mean, not the product. I'm mean, sure it's good. I've never used it, but well, even if we don't make a, uh,
2: another it. dime off of it, uh, we got a whole bunch of free shit, which is amazing. Like, uh, and it's all really, it's all really, really? good. It smells great. It works. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So, uh, we yeah. our host oh, is awesome. through Spreaker. I don't know who you use to host the, your podcast, but yeah, I'll okay. That, yeah. Uh, well, we Spreaker use has a a profit sharing uh, thing for. Uh, their podcast so you can you can opt into it and they you pick the spot but they they place the ads that they go out and source and it's it's 60 percent wow um 60 percent goes to the the show 40 percent goes to spreaker which is a a, a really fair uh split um the fair the, the, the most that i've seen out there uh we were on other ones before um but we landed in spreaker we're really happy with them and Um, It doesn't amount to much, like you have to have billions of listens to make any sort of real money, but, you know, it amounts to a couple hundred bucks a month there, plus the Manscaped stuff, plus, you know, we we have some merch that sells once in a while, so um, we're all just trying to piece it together in that sense.
0: Very cool. Castos, if you're listening, uh, just Castos, our publisher, or whatever you call it you need to get something like that or i'm <laughs> switching <laughs> it's why we it's why we switched out of the other one because hey, like i
2: saw other other uh yeah anchor was one that we we looked into but they okay. their program wasn't as as uh, diversified or uh big as mm-hmm. speaker was so uh speaker was the, the biggest biggest one we
1: found so gotcha
0: Greg, I rudely cut you off to make my joke about Castas. What were you gonna no, say? No, I liked
1: I liked your joke, Tom. I appreciated it. You could cut me off anytime for a joke as good as that. Um, this this nine to five idea. I'll tell you this. It, let's face it. Uh, human beings are not wired to work in a corporate setting, pushing a button like some kind of trained ape. It's not what we're meant to do. Our brains are our brains want to go. Much further than that, at least most people. Mm -hmm. And I think that one piece of advice that I would give everybody, ever since I've been in my early 20s, I've been trying to do something other than what I had to do to survive. A lot of people figure, well, I got to do this to survive, so I can't do the thing I want to do because I got kids, or I've got a you know mortgage to pay, or I've got you know I got to eat. Whatever the reason is, Uh, and I and I've always said, even if you have to do your pipe dream in the middle of the night, in whatever spare time you can carve out of your day that will keep your soul alive. I know yep. that sounds kind of hippy dippy, but like it really true. is true. You know, if if you can have a passion, if you can do something that that keeps the pilot light of your passion lit, you will be able to go ahead and do your menial task, make the money you got to make to take care of your family, which is an honorable thing to do, but you should keep you got to keep your soul and your mind alive by by engaging in your passion somewhat. And Jeff's one of the guys, only guys that I've ever met who was able to constantly have that part of their reality uh and and make sure that 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 life was enriched by the pursuit and as partners like like he was mentioning you know uh, brain power on my end i would say on his end that the biggest asset i get from him as a partner is that jeff's jeff's very aggressive and he's got great instincts Mm -hmm. and and like i said earlier he mobilizes people uh us two together i'm more careful uh more paranoid maybe but i also I'm a long term. I, I look at long term, like where we're going and and what the potential pitfalls mm-hmm. are. So there's there's a lot of things about us that make us so, sort of like Jeff and I together would have made one really impressive guy, <laughs> <laughs> but we have to be two guys to do it. Two guys uh, in a but, coat. But that that's <laughs> you know, but yeah. It, the the main thing I wanted to say was just I I would advise anybody out there. Engage in your passions in whatever small sliver of your life you're able to carve out, but don't give up on them. Engage in them on some level, and at least your soul will breathe a little Mm -hmm. bit, be able to be able to smile once in a
0: while. I 100% agree. I mean, I was working on my lunch break, working on the film fund, um, which I am very passionate about. Uh, You know, writing screenplays on the weekend. You you got to do it. You got to keep it alive. And I love that Um, comparison you made to a pilot light. That's so great because it's like it's such a small light, but it's so Mm -hmm. important you know you need you need that pilot light to to survive
2: and when you lose that um, for sure you know greg said people aren't wired to to sit at a office job and press a button like homer simpson look it it, some people are you know and that's fine like there's nothing wrong with living that life if you're happy but when i was when i was selling Mm -hmm. timeshare and working at a bank I was I, that pilot light went out. I was miserable, yeah. and even though I wanted to to be creative, I had no desire to work on anything uh, other than just forgetting that it, that my nine to five existed when I was off. You know what I mean?
0: Uh-huh.
2: And uh, that's a yeah. terrible feeling. Uh, looking back on that, I never want to mm-hmm. experience that that again. And that was unfortunately most of my mm-hmm. adult life. I spent you know not doing something that I I was passionate about that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Don't fall into that trap. But you're yep, doing, you're it doing it now. But for those of you that are still young, don't fall into that trap. Go pursue what, what, yeah. what means something to you.
0: Yeah. Even if it's just small. Oh. Um, I mean, I know it's so tough. You know, you're you're burned out from working however many hours you're working to f- put food on the table. But, like, even if it's treating yourself to, like, a movie mm-hmm. or something. Like, go to the – I've gone to the fucking movies myself. Like, just do it. Like, you need to – yeah, yeah like i used to have i mean rest in peace but movie pass i took advantage of that thing man oh my god i went to so many movies It died great. so quickly didn't it um, <laughs> i know it really it really did they were banking on the data yeah. it was a yeah. good idea um yeah i think they thought more people were going to find value in the actionable data like oh people aren't just liking this video on youtube they're actually paying money to go mm-hmm. see it but i don't I guess it did. People didn't really care <laughs> as much in that that end of things. Um, Greg, what's your nine to five?
1: Uh, I actually work for a, uh, a transportation company as a logistics uh, operations supervisor, which means as little as it sounds like it means uh, okay. <laughs> a co- cog in a wheel. But I appreciate it. I've gotten I've gotten 22 years of steady employment. I won't mention the name just because of uh, of they're a little sensitive about social media gotcha. mentions. But uh, it's a local company. A lot of people are employed in this area by this company. Uh, and all I can say is I appreciate the 22 mm-hmm. years of employment. But I'm ready to dip <laughs> yeah. any day now. And uh, I've, I've said to Jeff, like I don't need to get rich doing this. All my goal, my immediate goal, is just to make enough that I can trade the one salary mm-hmm. for the other and do this full time. Because at that point. I don't care if I never make above low six figures uh, to support myself. I will be happy. I will be as happy as I could possibly be just doing what mm. I want to do full time and being able to give all my energy to that. So that's, that's what I hope. In spite of feeling lucky that I was able to be employed for you know tw- twenty two years by an established company, and I get my my health taken care of, my family's taken care of, I got life mm. insurance, the whole deal. But it uh, twenty two yeah. years is enough. I feel like I've and you've paid, been at the same company for twenty two years. I could do maybe five more. Oh wow. Yeah, same company. Uh, like I said, it, it, ever since I, that was the one thing I didn't screw up as a kid yeah. was losing that job because it did support me and I was able to, to live. But at, I, like I said, it, in the next five years, I, I feel like for, for the continued health of the soul, you got to tap into that philosophy degree
0: a little more i do
1: <laughs> of course one yes. of the most lucrative cr- options you could take like why do what, what do you want to go to school for to make a lot of money yeah let's get a philosophy yeah. to be I, real I, smart I, there. every oh, time God.
2: like a job pops up that i'm like oh sterner would be good at that he's like uh he's like yeah i would be good at it but unfortunately it only pays nickels uh and i'm like oh well uh, there you go <laughs>
0: well, Greg, or Greg, uh are any of your skills you think transferable you said it was i think you you mentioned the word operations in there and logistics i mean that has to be transferable to producing right
1: oh yeah for sure in fact actually uh the the uh i guess you would call it a cargo van jeff uh that, that it was sort of what? a high top cargo van i actually got a sweetheart <laughs> oh no from way the company that i work for renting this for oh, yeah. yeah for the I girl in the farm production so yeah. uh, i really I definitely
2: see a, a like a, a <laughs> traditional producer role for greg uh on future projects securing that type of thing going out and, and finding uh, funding and stuff like that it's the problem is it is like you're 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 at your nine to five, which is the hours when you would contact those people that that could um, you know benefit a project like that. So it's a it's a catch 22. Mm-hmm. But Greg definitely has those skills to do that. He has the uh, the ability to communicate easily with people and and
0: mm-hmm.
2: bring them in and and explain what the vision is. Uh, whereas me, it's like I could go to them and be like, look, uh, we want to make a film. We want you to be a part of it, but you're not going to make any money on this. Uh, right. it's kind of, you know, <laughs> if anything, it'll lose money, but you'll, your name will be, you'll get an IMDB credit, Yeah. Uh, which doesn't sound very exciting to people that don't think like us. So, uh, I think exactly, you know, I definitely see that. And, um, you asked earlier what, what's in the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think as far as just the film goes short term, we're hoping to have it done by the time the Westchester film festival runs, uh, this spring and debut. Westchester, debut like day. Westchester PA. Yeah. 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 We'd oh, awesome. love to be able to I can actually go day. to that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we would um, we would love oh, to be able sweet. to debut it there, uh, locally, uh, if we can get it done. We still have a lot of work. We still have to do the sound design for it, which is going to take forever. But mm. um, something I enjoy doing, so I can picture myself putting a good eight hours a day into that to get it done uh, once awesome. we get there. Um, and we have a couple ideas in the in the pipeline that have actually you talk about that external validation. Uh, one of the uh, contacts I met 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 at Full Sail was. Uh, a woman who's who's working for the mcu now she was just working on the black panther movie uh she has a cool. uh, reality tv um background a little a little one she worked on the kardashians and a tlc um and i had this re- reality tv idea which greg and i neither of greg and i were like excited about ever like working in reality tv but mm-hmm. i pitched the idea to her and she's like that's a really good idea you need to make that here's how you go about doing it Uh, So we kind of got that process started, and we started reaching out to some talent, Mm -hmm. uh, and we didn't get uh, we didn't get really a good uh, a good response from the people that we reached out to, as far as Mm -hmm. not being interested. But um, I think what we'll do is we'll make a sizzle reel and try and throw that out uh, to some streaming companies. Okay. Um, And you know we have uh, like a TV show idea out there, a couple of Mm -hmm. short films, um, and you would do all these
0: projects through Whitehorse.
2: That's what we would like to do yeah okay. um if not, we would right. certainly be open to if we come up with a script or an idea that that someone's willing to uh buy if we're not really 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 attached to it I'm sure we'd i mm. would definitely consider selling an idea if, awesome. if need be but 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 the but the, <laughs> so. but the thing For that real. i'm I'm most excited about going forward is is actually inspired by uh something like the film fund where um the the whole girl on the farm film we imagine cuz I, I don't know about you but with the mcu with the dceu with star war you know star wars doing it these gigantic worlds that exist are essentially the future of of big blockbuster movies right yeah. you can't have just one film it's got to be a series of films that exist in in an entire universe in order for it to make mega billions of dollars sure. which seems to be the the goal um, but i thought it would be interesting if we expand the the universe that girl on the farm takes place in and, uh, you know, allow people, other independent filmmakers or students to create films that take place in the universe where lyssavirus, which is the scientific term for rabies has gone airborne. It doesn't matter when the film takes place or, uh, what type of film it is, if it's a romantic comedy or a horror film or a co- you know, or regular mm. comedy, as long as it has some element. uh, That takes place in this universe where airborne rabies exists. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a really challenging thing, but still allow filmmakers to be super creative, as creative as they want to. And it creates a community. Uh,
0: You have that common thread. That's great. Do contest around it and build
2: a contest around it, and and eventually turn that into some sort of whether it's through Patreon or uh, like a small streaming service, give people a chance to uh, uh, not only make their 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 content but have it seen by by people Mm -hmm. and stream it some. You know uh, somewhere, and maybe be able to uh, come up with some sort of uh, revenue sharing mm-hmm. uh, where you can put a couple bucks in the in the pockets of independent filmmakers
0: right. I love that
1: the idea of an open source sandbox yes. that everybody can play in I just really, really appeals to me and Jeff uh, uh, creating a world that is is open to others, uh, other filmmakers and creating all sorts of things around that uh, is really really exciting and Excuse me, we even have a feature length uh, script that we have. we are through the first draft of, which is sort of like mm-hmm. the goal at the end of this current road uh, that, that we're probably not going to okay. be ready to execute on for another two, three years. But we, we have that as sort of like a cloud, a good cloud, uh, not a dark cloud, sort of a, a bright sort of uh, mm-hmm. vision on the horizon of what we're headed towards. And that will also hey, be we'll part of
0: this Keep in touch because the universe. film fund has plans. To, I've been saying this for a while, but we do have plans to expand to feature film funding. Uh, we have a, I have a oh. pretty unique concept of how to go about it um, right now. Excellent. We're focused on FF branded and getting that off the ground with branded projects, but keep that script in your back pocket. Cause we, we are very interested in creating um, feature films through the film fund for sure.
2: Well, we would love to be a part oh, of that. Yeah. And, and just so you know, the, the, all, a lot of the projects we've mentioned, uh, we plan on submitting to the film fund Awesome. Uh, down the road. We we want to get this one done first and focus on this one, but um, some of those ideas are definitely uh, future pitches to you. Very
0: guys. cool. I mean, hey, <laughs> everything you haven't seen is the last of us. Judged time. completely anonymous, uh, anonymously, and I'll check the rules. But there's nothing that says you can't have a repeat winner, um, which we have had. I think Bo uh We haven't had him on the podcast yet, but he he won twice. Um, I think kids split gift cards both times, uh, interestingly enough. But um, <laughs> yeah, sub- submit away, um, and you know, stay. In touch with the community we have our discord server you know people would love to hear from you guys and your experiences we have a lot of people sharing uh, stills from films they're working on asking for advice um yeah definitely want to want to keep growing that community as well
2: oh for sure yeah i definitely definitely would like to be more involved there and for Greg, sure. you have
0: the same uh obviously you guys are working together your same future plans getting those those projects off the ground
1: yeah uh I, I've got a couple of, uh, in, in my mind, I think I got this from Stephen King but the, like he, he he would say you could write with the door closed or you can write with the door open when you're writing writing with the door open it means you're willing to give it to other people to show them and, and get feedback. I have a couple of closed door uh, ideas still big concept mm-hmm. ideas that I see probably 10 years down the road. That's the one thing about Whitehorse. It's a collaborative supportive vision or a collaborative creative vision. That's sort of our mantra as a company and our biggest goals, Jeff and and my own biggest goals are almost too big to convincingly Mm -hmm. even talk about at this level of the game, because it would sound like we're delusional, but we still believe in those ideas. And, and, and if, if the proper things happen along the way and, and we get more breaks like we got with you guys with the film fund, uh, I have full and complete confidence that we can make those dreams a reality. <laughs> uh, so I've got ten years down the road dreams, I've also got one year down the road dreams, uh, and girl on the farm, and uh, and the next steps with the podcast. Those are sort of like the one year dreams. And Jeff and I are completely aligned. But yeah, we we've got we've got big vision, big big ideas, uh, big hopes, and luckily a natural supply of uh, lots oh, of yeah, fantasy in ourselves.
0: Going. Guys, driven. I want to thank you both for uh, coming on. The podcast today we are yeah. over an hour so I got to figure out how to get this thing onto Instagram if they still have that hour limit but we'll figure it out um, I want to thank thank all the listeners for tuning in just cut out yeah we'll just, we'll, he's you know he's got the paranormal activity video going we could just have it come in and out uh, we'll, we'll figure something out there just so want to remind you that uh winner narrative and documentary contests just closed today depending on when you're listening to this though they may be open because we run them frequently so check our website social media channels sign up for the email newsletter to get the most up to date information um i want to thank our sponsor expressway cinema rentals for sponsoring the package that uh greg and jeff won to make a girl on the farm um and the blog is great thank we you. have that new learn section check it out the film slash learn educational tips and resources um and as, as well as our new blog at blog.thefilmfund.co uh where we'll have updates just on projects that are happening with the film fund things in the um the film industry like crypto and the metaverse or buzzwordy things that we like to write about because i'm a big nerd we also have an ebook page uh on our resources page check that out and want to thank everyone again um i used to plug the merch i kind of settled down with that we might be bringing it back though still on our website If you go to thefilmfund.co slash merchandise you can get a cool hat like i'm wearing um and we might be releasing some new products soon there too so check that out um and these episodes we've been publishing them every other friday so we're going to stick to that so thank you so much everybody greg jeff have anything else you want to add
1: Thanks for having us on.
0: Awesome. Thank no, you. Just
1: thanks so much. Thanks, thanks so thanks much for I'm giving really artists a,
2: it. A, a chance to you got do it. what they want.
0: And uh, I will talk to everyone soon. Have a great